Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. It's made possible in part by contributions from podcast listeners. Please consider making a contribution by going to the Donate Now tab at mpbonline.org. Thanks for your financial support. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm your host, Leslie Barker. As my colleague Charlotte Smelser just said, this is a very special episode. To kick off the new school year, we will be taking a deep dive into the world of Mississippi whole schools. At this year's Whole School Summer Institute, I had the privilege of talking with some of the wonderful people that make this program happen. We will hear from teaching artists, principals, and teachers. To get us started, an artist from our teaching artist roster gives us his definition of arts integration. Tell me your name. Uh, Chris Espinosa XYZ. And what do you do? I am a theater arts and language arts integration specialist. I'm from Keller, Texas, which is in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We have a, a visitor from Texas here on the Mississippi Arts Hour because we are at the Mississippi Whole Schools Summer Institute and all things arts integration are coming together. So Chris, being a teaching artist, from your perspective, give us your definition of arts integration. Arts integration is balancing the academic and the art and students learning skills in both at the same time. You don't learn the academic because of the art, you don't learn the art because of the academic or to better each, either one of them. You're learning them in tandem. They're meshed together, they're weaved together. And arts integration is not a one-time activity. It's a commitment to make art an integral part of the classroom. And when you balance the two, academic and the art, something magical happens and there's a third component that comes in, it's life skills, and students can learn how to become better leaders, better communicators, better collaborators, all sorts of skills that make us a better human. Next up, we will hear a principal's take on arts integration in her school and district. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. Thank you. So tell me your name and your school. I'm Katie Kuhn, and I'm the principal at the Early Childhood Education Center in Tupelo. We are the pre-kindergarten school for the Tupelo Public School District. Pre-kindergarten. How long yes. have you been there? This is my, I'm about to begin my second year as the principal, but I taught there for seven years. And how long have you been a whole schools program? We have been in the whole schools program um, really ever since Tupelo adopted that, and that was, goodness, over a decade ago. I know it, it's been the way that we do things in mm-hmm. Tupelo for a number of years. Were you able to see any before and after? Were you a teacher yet? Well, while I was a teacher there, we were part of the program, and so I'm very familiar with, you know, the concept of utilizing arts and arts integration within the classroom in the pre-K setting. So pre-K, so we're, we got the, yes, the little the the itty-bitties That's here. right. So for them, give us a picture of what the whole school's program and what arts integration looks like for pre-kindergarten kids. Well, as you can imagine, it's very different than it Mm -hmm. is for um, even K-2 or upper elementary. Um, We find that arts integration for our students, the the youngest learners, is such a natural way for them to express themselves. Mm. Uh, You know, if we have students that come to us who are maybe nonverbal or, of course, nervous about their first experience in public school, that type thing, um, they may not want to talk, they may not want 
to share their feelings, but they can certainly express those through art. And um, we utilize that really just throughout all of our units, all of our lessons throughout the entire year, whether it's visual mm-hmm. art, dance, you know, theater, whatever it may be. It's a way for our students to truly just express themselves, how they feel, what they're learning, and, and to show that to others. Do you have um, an example of, of a lesson that yes. you really love? Yes. And so this past spring, um, one of our former parents and Tupelo friends, Mary Frances Massey, who mm. is on the roster for the state, um, came back to us and did a lesson with all of our students um, based on The Very Hungry Caterpillar, which is one of our favorite springtime books that we use every year. And so our students had, of course, learned about the life cycle of the caterpillar to butterfly, and she helped them really bring that to life through dance and that was that was special and then they were able to perform it at the end of the week after working with her for a few days I bet that was the most precious thing yes how did the parents respond to being able to see their their little bitty children do this work they love it and you know like I mentioned it's it's something that Tupelo has done for a number of years and so I think at this point now it's expected Mm. and so our parents in the community who are aware that we do have arts integration within our district um, certainly appreciate it but it it has become our norm and that's Mm. great and it should be you know um, I do remember many years ago um, when I first started in the district and when arts integration kind of became the sort of thing that we do it was not going to be this is something extra that we're going to do but this is just how we're going to teach that is something that we keep hearing yes today is that it's not an extra not thing. another piece that's added it's so incorporated so you know because we think about the arts a lot in schools and the importance of the arts and like that's so important your drama class your theater class right but for our listeners I think it's really important that we talk a little bit about the difference between an arts class and arts integration. Yes, because arts integration crosses the entire curriculum. Mm-hmm. Whatever the subject area may be, whatever the lesson is, it's not going to be just your typical studies, whether it's theater or chorus or something like that, where you expect, of course, that is mm-hmm. something that falls under the arts umbrella. You're going to see arts integration in science. You're going to see it in math and history, whatever it may be. And how, what, what's your, in your words, what is the definition of arts integration? I truly think that it's just a way to bring learning to life and to help students make meaning of whatever it is that they are learning. It gives them the ability to really take something from, you know, abstract and make it more concrete and to see that learning take place in front of them through their creation, through their production of whatever it's is whether it's a dance or a visual art piece, whatever it may be. Because you get students in such a formative time of their Mm -hmm. life. Yes. Have you been able to see any like budding little artists? Oh, yes. Here it comes. Yes, definitely. Our students um, love to, of course, they learn through play and that's what is natural for a four-year-old that's uh, how they should learn and so all of our children work throughout the week in different learning centers in their classroom but there are some in each class that just gravitate to that art center you know they are always wanting to create and make and and we encourage that just as much as possible but yes we definitely have our, our artists and we do offer them as many opportunities as we can for them to create and produce 
produce mm-hmm. art pieces. We um, are so thankful for a full-time music teacher in our oh, campus, and students get to go to music twice a week and spend um, 45 minutes in that class. And our music teacher, Leslie Mitchell, is amazing. She does a wonderful job with all of our students and incorporates as much as she can, not just music, but movement and visual art as well. So they're really getting it all yes. around. And that's, that just goes back to, you know, the support that we have from the Tupelo Public School District. Um, again, it's truly just how we do things. It's the belief of the district um, to teach through arts integration. And you'll see arts embedded throughout all of our schools in the district on so many levels. Have you had any experiences with teachers where you saw a change in them because of this type of work. Yes, and you know, I think a lot of times it's important to remind teachers, especially new teachers, and I'm, I'm so happy to have a group here with me that have never been to a whole schools conference, but that it's, again, like I mentioned earlier, not something new that we're taking on and adding to what we do, but it's just how we are going to teach. And once they really understand that, and after you know a few times of, of utilizing it in the classroom, they begin to see that it's, it is easy, it's natural it's something that really brings that learning to life and not something that's going to make their their career harder. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, there's just so, those of us who work in the arts know the value of it, right? Yes. And I still feel like we're always making a case for it. It doesn't sound like Tupelo needs that. Tupelo's got it. But it is the case in some, in some places, where I do you, know that. Exactly, where we're always having to show mm-hmm. the value of it. In your words, what is, like, if you were having to make that case to someone of the value of the arts, what would you say? I think that we could certainly look at data. Mm-hmm. And I think that we could look at how schools and students who are in those schools that do have arts integration are scoring well and scoring higher a lot of times than students in schools where that's not the case. Um, it does very much create a culture in a school and within a district, you know, and and I'm sure that you probably heard the phrase culture eats strategy for breakfast, but that is just a way that we are able to take that culture and once that's in place those strategies fall into place as well it is the culture it is the norm of what we do and and the data proves that talk a little bit about that culture strategy for breakfast yes. i love that yes i haven't heard that i love it <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite quotes and it's one that we talk about often at our school and i know other administrators in my district have focused on that as well with their staff so you know you can have the greatest strategies in place but if you don't have the right culture in place mm-hmm. those strategies are not going to work and they are not going to matter and so you know last year was my first year at my school as the principal and um before that, I served as an assistant principal in our district, and culture is, of course, something that you work on and you focus on every year, but I really work to cultivate a culture of um, a true appreciation for learning, being there for students in the capacity that we needed to be in, and and teaching, you know, like we need to teach, focusing on that whole child, and, um, and again, once we have our strategies in place in the right way, then our culture is right. It all has to work together. I love that because I've been a classroom teacher, but I also have been a teaching artist yes. and got to visit a lot of different schools, mm-hmm. like I, specifically when I lived in Memphis and worked at a theater. And when you walk into a school, you feel that culture. You very much like do. Inner Positive you, or negative, you, you feel it. Exactly. You yes. feel like you feel stress or you feel that joy, hum, that, the joy mm-hmm. and the hum, the creative hum. Yes. And I mean, 
obviously I'm an advocate of the arts and so I'm I might be a little biased but I just feel like when you walk into a whole school you get you know you feel it you know and I will say too our superintendent Dr. Rob Piku is such a supporter of this Mm. he um he comes from from a background of you know he hasn't forgotten what it's like to be in the classroom he's a big supporter of teachers and what we need to do to make make learning meaningful for our students and so he has carried over the work of former superintendents within the district where we really are supported through through arts in the classroom well thank you and thank you for sharing this like I just think that is I mean so important and I love that we're getting to do this special episode to share with our listeners you know kind of an inside look at this work yes and you know just really dive into it and thank you so much for sharing that absolutely thanks for having me absolutely is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. I'm Leslie Barker with the Mississippi Arts Commission, and you're listening to a very special episode of the Mississippi Arts Hour. At this year's Whole School Summer Institute, I had the chance to talk with teachers, principals, and teaching artists. They're giving us a behind-the-scenes look at our Mississippi Whole Schools program. Next up, we will hear from a teacher about using arts integration in her classroom. I'm Andrea Shipke, and I teach at Laurel Magnet School of the Arts. So you are a teacher. Are you What type of teacher are you? I am the math and science teacher. You're the math and science teacher. So this is an interesting one. Tell me how you use the arts in math and science. Well, let me back up just a second. When I was in elementary school, I struggled terribly. I think my parents thought that I would not make it out of high school, and then they were just praying college worked out for me. But they found something that I was really good at, and I was always in dance. I was always in a visual art class that they paid for me to go to after school. So those are just things that I gravitated to. I'm not a singer, though. And so I found ways in school to find things that I could gravitate to that I felt successful in. Then I decided to do elementary ed, and I really thought, you know, there are kids in my class, could be in my future classroom, that felt like I did. Bubbly personality, loves to do things, loves art, but just couldn't find their place academically. So So I kind of did a vow to myself to make sure that kids didn't feel like I did. So my philosophy of education is, is that I've always told people that 
kids don't remember worksheets, that they remember when they do something physically with their hands, when they make something, or they dance, or they sing. Those are the memories we have. And I student taught at a school in North Mississippi, and when I moved to South Mississippi, they saw it on my resume. And I was hired by a wonderful principal who is now retired, and she just kind of put me in the right place with the right people. So honestly, because of my background, and the school that has been in the whole school program for so long, it was kind of like the perfect marriage, and I don't know any better. And I'm able to marry those two things together. I feel very beautifully and successfully inside my classroom. Do you have a moment that was maybe a light bulb moment that you saw on a kid's face, how art helped them get it? Uh, I probably have, honestly, a lot of moments. I've been teaching for 18 years. Mm. And so there's many times throughout my life as a professional that I've seen those types of things, but there was actually a set of twins. Let me back up there. And uh, one was a very successful math kid, but the girl was not. She was a D child who was as sweet and as humble as could be, but visual arts was her thing. So in math, modeling in math is such a huge thing. So being able to teach her visually what the numbers are doing, the processes of that, just really help connect the dots for her. I wouldn't say math became easy, because that's a process within itself, but it definitely became easier. Mm. So then she would not not only compare herself to her peers at school, but when she went home, she had a brother that was very successful in the same classroom. I saw her confidence that year really bloom a lot. So one thing Andrea hasn't told you is that she's the number one math teacher in the state. Fourth grade math is what I teach. I'm also the department head for our school for third through sixth grade, and we had a clean sweep this last school year, and I know it's because of arts integration. When you mix what the child needs and what we need as humans with the academic standards, I know that's one of the things that have made our school very successful and my classroom successful also. Do you think that that helped you click with math as well as a person? Absolutely. I don't think, I cannot fathom teaching any other way than the way I teach in my classroom, whether it be through song or through dance with teaching math that way or visual arts because of the models that are in math. I cannot fathom teaching children any other way than through teaching through the art. There is one thing you could tell people, maybe our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with arts integration, how'd you sum it up? Um, if you're having a bad day, you know, sometimes, you know, when you go home, it may be that nature's your thing and you want to go hiking or you want to go running or that kind of thing. Or maybe music's your thing and you just, you know, you won't on the way home, you put on your favorite song or that kind of thing. Um, go for a walk. I think all of those type of activities are found in the arts and so we should transpose those things to the classroom because as humans that's how we connect and if you connect the things that make our heart the happiest with academics with the standards that's the key the things that are supposed to be taught inside the classroom then we're teaching everything we need to in a school which is whole schools the whole child um, to be um, more successful and to find themselves and know what they can give to others. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour. This week we are learning about our incredible whole schools program that is unique to Mississippi. Our next conversation is with a whole schools principal. 
Hi, my name is Dana Bell, and I am principal of Crestwood Elementary in Meridian, Mississippi. How long has your school been part of the Whole Schools program? Um, my school has been a part of Whole Schools. This will be the sixth year. Six years. So were you there? Have you been there the whole time? I was there the first year we implemented. I left a couple of years and now I'm back. So were you able, because you were there, were you able to see the transition from before whole schools to after whole schools? Yes. Tell me a little bit about what that looked like. It's a work in progress and we're still learning. We're still growing. Um, but we went from just no arts integration mm -hmm. to actually having an arts integrated lesson at least once every month. Our hallways are popping with arts now. Mm. Our students are engaged in it. We have teaching artists that are coming and helping with dance mm. as well as um, visual arts. And now we're also trying to look at some movement. So um, we're growing. As, as I said, we're a work in progress, but we are growing. You can, you can see a vast difference from the first year we started implementation until where we are now. What do you think the arts bring to your students that non-arts integration lessons just don't have? It empowers our students. Mm -hmm. it, it makes learning fun. It gives them an opportunity to look at learning in a, a new lens, um, get up and um, move, sing, dance, draw. You know, it gives them the opportunity to just find a creative way mm -hmm. to learn other than just rote memorization or just drill and kill. They're actually able to retain that information and move it to the next grade level or the next subject area or the next, you know, even in PE. Uh, as I look at what we're trying to do this year in my specials, PE, uh, mm -hmm. library, theme, making arts a, a well-rounded uh, child. So trying to grow that whole child. So I just, our kids are amazing and, and they mm -hmm. are embracing it. What ages are part of your school? Um, I have kindergarten through fifth grade. So Six through ten. Oh, okay. Six through ten. You mentioned PE being, you know, somewhere where you're exploring the arts. What does that look like? Give us an example. Um, I'm visioning this. So in my head, I see um, when the kids go to PE, let's say they're learning trombone shorty. Mm. And so when um, they're learning about literature and they're learning about the book uh, trauma on shorty and so when they go to pe um just rhythm you know mm. uh, or maybe counting or maybe uh finding some chance to go along with the beat and exercising um i have my my mind my head is just thinking about what it looks like but i just don't know the details right now um but just thinking about how can I take what they're doing in the classroom and take it to PE? And maybe using dance and movement if they're learning how to play basketball. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. You know, what are, what's the rhythm to it? You know, or if they're going, if they're doing rounds, you know, maybe there's some rhythm to, to that. Or if they're learning soccer or if they're learning you know, jumping jacks. You know, put yeah. some rhythm to that. So as I think about PE, how can I take what's going on inside the classroom and take it outside and, and make it you That's know, fun. more enjoyable and more fun? I know that we need to, you know, push it out a little bit farther than where we are. So just thinking about those different areas, this is new for us right now. So I'm here trying to get some ideas on what I need to do to make it look, you know, fun, engaging in PE. 
And for our listeners, tell us where we are right now. We are in Hattiesburg, Mississippi at the Thad Cochran Center at Whole School Summer Conference. This is my, I think, sixth year, oh, fifth wow. year coming. And every time I come, there's something, always something different to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I could take every teaching artist back with me. <laughs> so, but uh, it's amazing. It's, it's, you get to network with a lot of different group of, uh, a lot of people from different schools, from different um, parts of the country, mm-hmm. and just see what they're doing and being able to bring it back into uh, little old Meridian, Mississippi. And, Meridian's uh, got a lot of stuff happening right now. It does. It, abs- it absolutely does. We have the um, Mississippi Arts Entertainment Center. Uh, we have the Riley Center. We have mm-hmm. the New Children's Museum. So we're trying to embrace the arts. And so now, you know, and I have to say about Crestwood, we are um, that school that's closest to all of those areas. Mm-hmm. So I really want our school to be that performing arts school. And so um, this is just helping me be able to push that forward forward to my school and my teachers and my children and my community. So Mm. hopefully next year I'll be able to tell you a little bit more about what we're doing and some advancements as far as where we're going. But I am embracing this, and I just thank Mississippi Health School for being able to um, provide us with this opportunity every year. Oh, thank you. You're Mm -hmm. you're out in the field. You're doing the work every day. (laughs) Just because, you know, our listeners might not be familiar with what teaching artists do or where to find them or who they are. Tell us about an experience that, like a great experience you've had with a teaching artist and who they were coming into your school. Um, I'll say I use Terrence Robertson. We've had so many, um, and I can't think of all of them, but Terrence just stands out to me because he, um, he brings the drama aspect to students and, um, just that written, that poetry and that written word, that spoken word. He has been phenomenal with doing that with our students. But, um, and I, her name skips me right now. But last year we had um, someone to come over and she did the Where the Wild Things Are. I love it. And uh, it was an amazing experience for our kids. And we, I had kindergarten through fifth grade that actually were able to take part in just putting on a little production. Um, with where the wild things are and the kids they were amazing the parents they came out and participated so that was good that was uh, a good learning experience and just to show how easily arts can be integrated into the curriculum and it's not something extra that you have to do it's you just have to be intentional about it Amanda has come over and done some some great things with us as well. So um, just being able to find those teaching artists, and teaching artists are just what we Mm -hmm. say, you know, they they come in and they show teachers how to integrate arts implementation Mm -hmm. into the classroom. And so they'll uh, work with a group of kids, whether it's depending on what the administrator wants, whether it's a grade level or whether it's a day or whether it's a week. And then after they finish um, presenting the lessons to the students or or showing the students how to um, the lesson, they'll come in and they'll do professional development with all of the teachers. So um, it's just a great learning experience Mm -hmm. for everyone. You know, you mentioned two people who I'm going to give a little shout out here to because Amanda Kulaba, who Mm -hmm. is going to be also in this interview so you know she's she's going to tell us a little bit more about what she does with whole schools but Terrence Roberts was on the Arts Hour recently so if people want to learn about his storytelling 
Yes. They can go check out his episode and listen to the whole thing. He even tells a story. So it's great. And he's he's a Meridian native, yes, right? He is. So he's he's he uh, he's right at home there with you. And I guess my last question I want to ask you is do you have a favorite um either moment of seeing a kid kind of light up with the arts or even just arts ex- you know experience that lined your halls and made it really beautiful what's something you know mention where the wild things are and it, that might be it but uh do you have an experience that you just were like oh this was my favorite i'm going to say where the wild things are um it's a good one it, it is a good, a good one and um what i was able to do with that one was that i was able to use some of my professional development money for well parent involvement money to purchase where the wild things are for all of my students that participated in the workshop which was everybody except for pre-k um so those students actually was able to learn um, music, dance, drama, but also be able to take something home. So every time they pick up where the wild things are, you know, they'll remember that experience. Uh, seeing kids just come alive, even some of my most challenging students, they were able to present and show their uh, creative side just from just that little uh moment in time as far as where the wild things are and I know if if I go back and I ask them you know hey what did you learn last year about where the wild things are you know tell me about the characters in the book or tell me about um how um the uh the character made you feel after whether he ran away from home or when he came back home you know the journey that he Mm -hmm. took they were able they will be able to tell me about that and even though it, it's just a little, you know, short story uh, children's book. They were able to gain some information and take that and remember it mm-hmm. lifelong. So hopefully, you know, when they pick up that book, and they'll read it again, but they'll also have that memory of I performed, you know, and my mom saw me and my teacher saw me and my friends saw me on stage. So I think that may have been the most uh, entertaining um, experience that I've had so far with teaching artists and all of them are great but that that one in particular pretty much involved all of my students Mm -hmm. that was one of the one teaching artists that I had for a week so she was able to reach all of my students you mentioned something earlier that I do (laughs) want to make sure we highlight you talked about the arts not being something extra it's integral and that's the whole the whole thing we're going to talk about a lot with this is that it's part of all of the curriculum not just you know an art class a music class whatever Mm -hmm. and I just I appreciate you saying that because I think that is such a key to what whole schools is Mm -hmm. we you know starting out it's it's always it's kind of hard because it's a mind uh mindset change and so as you're thinking about arts integration, teachers want to think, oh, I got all of this to do. I have mm-hmm. this curriculum and I have, you know, behavior management and I have all of this other, you know, these other demands on me. And it's just something else that I have to do. But it's really not. It's just that what can I do, whether it's visual, whether it's dance, it's five minutes, ten minutes, whether it takes 30 minutes, but... It's just what you do every day. And once you get used to it, you understand that it's not something extra. It's mm. just, you know, something that's engaging, that's going to reach your child, your your students, and, and your parents. Because I have parents that want to come in and help as well. So um, it's just good all around for the students and the community. Mm-hmm.
This is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. chalkboard chat it's an mpb education podcast it's a variety show providing information and resources for teachers students parents guardians and everyday people on various topics it's learning something new with every publication chalkboard chat find the podcast or listen from chalkboardchat.mpbonline.org This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Leslie Barker. To celebrate the beginning of a new school year, I'm talking with a few of the teachers, administrators, and teaching artists that make Mississippi Whole Schools the amazing program that it is. To kick off our final segment, we'll talk to another teacher about the process of arts integration in her classroom. My name is Misty Ratliff and I work at Saltillo Elementary. I teach fifth grade all subjects. You use arts integration in your classroom. I do. So tell me a little bit about how that affects your students. Prior to working at Saltillo where I worked, we did not do arts integration. So it was completely new to me when I come to Saltillo. And at first I was kind of overwhelmed and not sure how to integrate that into my different subject areas but once we started and I could see the students even the struggle struggling students they may not understand me standing at the board and simply working out a math problem however when I pull out different ways of doing things through the arts whether it be movement or whether it be um, creating creating something visually um, you can almost see the light bulb go off and I had the sweetest parent that was a PTO parent come through one time this year and she said my son comes home every day after you do an art lesson and he tells us about it and he teaches his younger sibling through what he worked doing doing it through art and so that was a huge compliment coming from her because she said I never want to be at a school my children to be at a school that is not arts integrated. You know for our listeners who may not be super familiar familiar with arts integration is there an example of a lesson a regular subject area where you've taken something in the arts and, and integrated it. My favorite lesson is the one that I presented here at this, um, this institute, and it is um, we take starry nights as the inspiration, and we study potential and kinetic energy. Well, after the end of the unit, we kind of go back over that, and then the students are to create their own artwork using at least three forms of potential and three forms of kinetic energy but we do it during the winter months and so they instead of the starry nights landscape if you will um they use snowmen and it's a winter a winter scene and the only thing that i do requires that they use the wind so that it Mm -hmm. makes that connection to starry nights and it's so um, amazing to see the different depths of understanding whether like one of the examples I've I shown was um, where they had sledders coming down the hill. Um, and so that shows a great understanding, you know, in, in my opinion. So I love that project, and it, it's a great even assessment tool, honestly. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. If, you, if there was one thing you could tell other teachers who maybe haven't tried this work, what would you tell them? 
It doesn't have to be complicated. <laughs> um, so many teachers that are hesitant, I guess, it seems that they think it has to be so complex. It doesn't. Honestly, we do it every day in our classroom. We just, prior to knowing, hey, I'm doing an arts integrated lesson, you didn't know that's what it was. Whether it's in movement, if you're teaching children a dance to help them remember symbols and different operations or vocabulary words, mm-hmm. well, you're, you're incorporating art. And Absolutely. so it does not have to be complex. That's my, my biggest thing that I do tell newcoming teachers. I've been able to visit some whole schools, and I think that when you walk in, you feel the good energy mm-hmm. there. Do you experience that? When I mentioned to my students that we are, okay, so we're going to work really hard all week, and on Friday we're going to close out the week with an art project, you can almost just see the anticipation throughout the week because they know that, hey, let's work really hard to make sure that we have all the time that we need to um, focus on this particular art lesson or what have you and so it just in my opinion since I have been at a school that did not incorporate art as much as where I am now um, and being where I am the difference is just like uncomparable. This is the Mississippi Arts Hour and you are listening to our special Whole Schools episode. These interviews were recorded at this year's Whole School Summer Institute. Enjoy this final conversation that really ventures into the human side of arts integration. So tell me your name and what you do. I'm Amanda Kulaba and I'm a teaching artist and the teaching artist coordinator for Mississippi Whole Schools. And where do you live? I live in Saltillo, Mississippi and I have an office space and work in Tupelo, Mississippi. As a teaching artist. (laughs) So, so Amanda, you kind of get this arts integration from every angle. Yeah. You've been a classroom teacher. You've worked with whole schools. You've been a freelance teaching artist. And so you've gotten all these perspectives. I know that we know, and I've said this to other people today, that we know the incredible, indispensable value of the arts. But we still have to share that with other people. Give me your reasons for the arts. My reasons for the arts in schools? Give me your reasons for the arts for arts integration. Yeah, well, I mean, it goes it, it goes back to just the reasons for the arts, period, which right. is it, I believe that makes us whole. And I think every human being deserves to be whole. And whatever that means to them, or, uh, you know, it's, it's individual. Mm-hmm. And I think the arts do that. And I think that I had this third grader tell me when I taught art at the school the last school I was at full-time that my te- he was like my teacher did this art lesson in in my math class and he didn't know that I had helped her plan it he was just came to me and was telling me he was like it was so good and I learned this and this and this and and he's like and it was just so good because I need art more than once more than once a week oh and I think that's the 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 key to the wholeness like we we need to be whole more than once a week we need the things that make us whole more than once a week so yes absolutely absolutely (laughs) and for people who may not be familiar with this work math is one of those that like when you first look at it you're like how do I do math and art give us an example I mean math and art go together like oh what's something that goes together peanut butter and jelly peanut butter and jelly because (laughs) just just if you just want to talk about measurement and what has to be measured like from building a canvas to 
you know, how long your lines need to be and, and, precise, and things that are precise and proportion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's completely woven together. That's awesome. Yeah. We should also mention that you are a visual artist. Yes, I'm a, yeah. <laughs> and you're a mom. And so yes. you get to see the other side, like the what comes home from art with your kids. And I know your kids love the art. So as a parent, what have you seen the arts do for your own children? Confidence. And they're, I, I feel like because they get so much, so many experiences in art and different art forms, they're w- more well-rounded mm. than um, they would be without those. But they're, they're also confident. Like they, they seem to really know who they are. Mm-hmm. more so than I think I did when I was their age. And I think it's their exposure to the arts because I think that arts make us whole. <laughs> and you, you know, your kids definitely get get a lot of it. They're yeah. very lucky. <laughs> the, there's coming at them from all angles. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. <laughs> For someone who may not be familiar with the Mississippi Whole Schools program, what would you tell them? What is it? Wow, that's a big question. Um, we use the arts and other content areas to equi- equitably teach both things at the same time. That's, yeah. and it that's just, a really good way to put it. Yeah, it strengthens. It's about both things. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite lesson? Oh, no, I don't. I, I, because I love every lesson. I, I don't have a favorite. I love any anyone I've ever taught where I used art. has. I can't think of one lesson that didn't go well. Can't pick a favorite. I can't pick a favorite. And even... Even when there were times when, like, the product didn't look like I'm, I had envisioned it, which we're not product-driven, we're process-driven, but even even those times when it didn't exactly go like I thought it would from the beginning, it always, because it's the arts and we can adapt and change and what word I'm looking for, but we can we can make adjustments as we go, it, you always get... Some, adapt. You can adapt, yes, yes. there we go. You, it's so adaptable that it's... It, something good always comes from it. So. I do think the arts make us adaptable people. Yeah. You know, you're a visual artist. I'm a theater artist. And being a theater artist has taught me how to just, just be, change it on the fly. Yeah. You just got to be flexible. and You got to roll with it. And I think that's just life, right? It's the, That's part of the wholeness. Like, it helps us be human. We know what to – we can we can respond to things – because we've had these experiences through the arts that we might not know how to if we didn't have that adaptability because that's something you learn but you don't you can't like sit down and do a worksheet and learn how to be adaptable yeah can't, it's about you can't experiences just talk about it. <laughs> yeah and and I, this something that keeps going through my, my mind as we're talking is everyone is an artist everyone has an access point with the arts I don't I've heard from kids and parents you know I can't, um, my mom said, that's a nice hobby, but I can't do that for a living. That's fine. You know what? Because, but you can be a doctor and you can be an artist at the same time. Everyone is an artist. Everyone has an access point. You may really love sports, but there is an access point to the arts too. I completely agree. Yeah. The more, the more I live and the more I study art and anything else in life, I feel like anything where somebody's doing it passionately, there's an art to it. Mm-hmm. And there's there's something about the heart behind it that mm-hmm. the arts teach us. It's that the arts validate our humanity, and kids need that. They need to learn that early. And then I think there's a lot of adults that need it very, very badly right now, too. 
just have their humanity validated and that's amen amen and i think too like with just our world the last couple years with being isolated with school and learning (laughs) loss what a beautiful way to like bring some humanity back into our lives i know leslie we are We've been through a lot, and sometimes I think people were done. Are, a lot of people are just done talking about it, but we we're still dealing with a lot of things that we've been through. And you, you know, this is our life. We could have had a different life at a different time, mm-hmm. but this is the one we're having, and we need to we need to talk about these things. We need to address them, and we need to um, use the arts to help us heal. Absolutely. And the cool thing about it is, okay, maybe you're tired of talking about it. But the beauty of using the arts is it gives us an alternate way mm-hmm. to process Maybe it. we don't have to talk about it. Maybe we just process it with, you know, yeah. I mean, I think we got to do all things. We got to talk about it. We got to yeah. <laughs> make some art about it. We got to do it. But, but I think that, like, some people don't work with words as much. I, I'm not good with words. I need to, I want to make a picture about it. Or you know, I want to make a thing, uh, something visual. That's that's me. But I think the I think like really and truly, the bottom line is, even when we don't want to talk about things, we're having a hard. Well, maybe we don't want to talk about it. But every teacher I know or interact with in this entire country is talking about the kids being different at, since COVID, mm-hmm. and just as a whole, like because right. something has changed How in the could world. They not be? How could they not? I'm not the same, but. The, the way we're going to heal, the only way we're going to heal, the antidote to it, I think, is to give them the arts and as much of it as we can possibly give them Absolutely. and not hold anything back from the arts. That's the answer. I believe that. Well, like, that is, that is, the, that is the arts are the way forward. If you were going to give advice to a new teacher, how would you tell them that art may help them on their new journey? That's a really big question, too. I know, and we can probably fill a book with your answers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would say, look, this job is going to be hard. It's going to be real hard. It's going to be really hard right now, and it, it might get easier in several years, but it's still going to be hard. It's a hard job, and the best thing you can do is take care of yourself so that you can take care of the kids and give them what they need, and one way that you can do that is through arts integration because it gives you an outlet to be creative and whole as well, and you're going to have to have that if you're going to make it. I so love how Amanda tied this episode up for us. Thank you so much to all of our incredible guests this week. Thank you to the artists that spark our imaginations. Thank you to the teachers and administrators who tirelessly lead our young people every single day. This episode is for you. And as always, thank you to our audience for listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour. Thanks for listening to this MPB Think Radio podcast. MPB depends on support from listeners, so if you can, please contribute today at mpbonline.org. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor, from fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app.